glad to be here. <laughs> Amen. Maybe not right here, but here. And uh, I'm just going to preach for a few minutes uh, because one of my dearest friends and my favorite preacher is coming up here in a minute. So, Brother Joe Arthur, and I love him and thank the Lord for him. And uh, so I'll just be a few minutes uh, and um, we'll give him plenty of time. And I've been the afternoon preacher, and uh, so I'm in that afternoon preacher mode uh, so I'm going to preach an afternoon message in the evening. We'll see what happens. I want you to go back where we were a little earlier today in Genesis chapter 18. If you'll turn back there. If you were here this morning, Brother Dana Williams preached a wonderful message out of this chapter. A wise preacher told me one time, he said to me, he said, Brother McBride, do you know how I can tell if a preacher is full of the Holy Ghost when he's preaching. I said, no, how do you tell? He said, if he's full of the Holy Ghost and you're full of the Holy Ghost, you'll get outlines while he's preaching. So I started to pay attention to that. I found it to be true. I, um, the Lord dealt with my heart about a little phrase in this passage while our brother was preaching this morning. And uh, I'm going to preach it to you. I don't think it'll take me very long. Uh, but I want to preach for a moment tonight on a young man. In Genesis chapter 18, the Bible said, And the Lord appeared unto him, talking about Abraham. The Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts. After that, you shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant, and they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah, and said, Make ready quickly three measures of meal, knead it, make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. Let's pray a moment. Father, we love you and we thank you for loving us first. We thank you, Lord, for what our hearts have felt today. You have filled us up to overflowing. And I want to thank you for being so good to us. And blessing us, you're a wonderful Savior and a sweet Lord and a precious God. And I'm glad you're my God and I'm your child. I pray, Lord, you get glory out of this message and out of our lives. And Lord, if you get glory, we'll be helped. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Brother William said this morning 
that in this passage, there is a manifestation of God. God comes, and I'm not going to re-preach his message, but God came to Abraham and manifested himself. He said this morning there was a meal here, and he said this morning there was a message given to Abraham. And this passage is all about God's interaction with Abraham. But in the midst of this interaction, and in the midst of this manifestation, in the midst of this meal and this message, the Bible tells us there is a young man. I'm interested in this young man. I've been noticing this week as I've been here in preaching, we have a lot of young men. There are a lot of young preachers. I've been sitting up there in the balcony with the young men. I thought maybe it would make me feel younger, but when I looked at them, it made me feel older. But I thought about being a young man, especially a young preacher, especially a young man called to preach. Now you might say to me, preacher, I'm not a young man. I'm not a young preacher. I'm not called to preach. Well, you just sit by and maybe God will let you have a little something too. But I'm interested in these young men and interested tonight in this young man. I want you to <coughs> excuse me, notice some things about him. The Bible said in verse 7, Abraham ran into the herd, fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man. Now, a lot of time when I'm reading the Bible, I think about the A's and the thes. I thought about over in uh, Genesis 49, when the Bible talks about, is Jacob is talking about Judah, and he calls him a young lion. That means he's one of many. But when you go over to Revelation chapter 5, you read about the lion of the tribe of Judah. That narrows it down. So when the Bible says a young man, he is one of many young men. I would say to you, there was nothing notable about him. The Bible doesn't tell us anything notable or noteworthy about him. There was nothing noble about him. At least the Bible does not record any nobility attached to him. There was nothing even nameable about this young man. All we know is he's a young man. We don't know what his name was. We don't know who his daddy was. We don't know where he came from. We don't know anything about his background. He is just a young man. Not only there is the specification, this A, but there is his limitation. Not only is he A, he is young. You say, well, preacher, youth is not a limitation. Oh, yes, it is. Youth being young will limit sometime your, uh, your, uh, the opportunities that you have in life. And mostly it's because when you're young, you're not smart. <laughs> Today I was trying to find, because God was dealing with my heart about this message I was trying to find a quiet place. There is no quiet place in this building. So I went out and sat in my van where it was quiet. And while I was sitting there, a young man, now this is a little younger than what I'm talking about. He's a little fella. He went, and I'm not going to tell you who he was, so don't ask me. I don't know his name anyway. 
but he was apparently going out on an errand for his parents to get something out of the car. And it had been raining. And so on the way in between this building and where his automobile was, there were three large mud puddles. Each one of those puddles of water at its deepest point was probably about that deep. Now, if you and I, I'm assuming this is true, if you or I had been sent out to that car and there were three mud puddles, we would have went like this. But that boy did not go like that. He looked down at those, he even stopped a moment and considered and looked at those mud puddles and went, He didn't go through the shallow part. He didn't go around. He went through the midst of the Red Sea to get to that car. It's not that he was not smart. It was just that he was inexperienced with the effect of water in a shoe. And when you are young, Inexperience can plague you. My friend Joe Arthur is here. I have told this story a thousand times and he probably has too. But we were young once, believe it or not. We were in a meeting together in Cocoa, Florida. Brother Billy Kelly was preaching in the meeting. And on Friday or Thursday, Brother Donnie Pollard, the pastor, got up and said, now tomorrow morning... We're going to let the young preachers preach 15 minutes apiece. Man, I'm telling you, we were excited. There was Billy Kelly and, and John Mitchell and there was, uh, there was uh, Billy Goolsby preaching in that meeting and I hadn't been preaching very long. Brother Joe had been preaching longer than I had. But, you know, we're going to get to preach in the big meeting with the big preachers. And so I said to Brother Joe after the service, I was excited. I said, you got your outline? He said, I got my outline. And then there was another preacher standing over to the side. I looked over at him and I said, you got your outline for tomorrow? He looked at me and he said, I ain't preaching. I said, you're not? He said, I take my preaching seriously. I'm not preaching no 15-minute message. Well, I just told you when, you when you're young, you're dumb And so I looked at Brother Joe and I said, I take my preaching seriously. And he looked at me and said, I take my preaching seriously. And I looked at him and said, I ain't preaching. And he looked at me and said, I ain't preaching either. Now we would have got by with it, except we told Preacher Kelly. Brother Billy Kelly said to me, you got your outline ready for tomorrow? I said, I ain't preaching. He said, what? I said, I'd take my, that's what I just heard. <laughs> Joe didn't say nothing. He's standing behind me. <laughs> I said, I ain't preaching. I take, my, I take my preaching seriously. I ain't preaching no 15 minute message. Brother Billy Kelly looked at me and said, you boys sit down right there. He said, what'd you do? We sat down right there. Man, he started preaching to us. He called us names. 
He told us we were sorry and low down. He might have cussed, I'm not sure. He said to me, Brian, you can preach everything you know in five minutes. And when he got done telling us how sorry and low down and wicked and lazy and ungodly we were, he said, and the main reason you're preaching tomorrow is because it was my idea for you to preach. He'd gone to that preacher and said, I got these two young fellows with me and I want them to preach and I want you to give them 15 minutes apiece. And we were so proud and so young and so inexperienced experienced that's a big word for dumb <laughs> that we almost missed our opportunity we got up the next morning we we're getting 15 minutes I didn't want to go over so I had a I had a stopwatch I got up in the pulpit with my three by five card with my notes on it and I was so nervous I had it upside down I don't mean like this I mean like this I had it upside down on the pulpit. And I clicked, and I, I didn't have time to, took, I only had 15 minutes, I didn't have time to fiddle with my notes. And I clicked that button on that thing and I started preaching. I never did hardly look up. I was preaching the best I could. I preached 12 minutes and 33 seconds. And when I looked up, there's people weeping at the altar. Brother Chuck Hollowell was running the aisle shouting. I don't know what happened but I almost missed it. Being young is sometimes a limitation on us. He had his specification. He was nobody important. His limitation, he was young, but here's what was important about him, his association. We would never have heard of this young man except he was associated with Abraham. We wouldn't know anything about him except he was associated with a man of faith and a man of God. The vision was not about him, but he got to see it. The visit was not to him, but he got to enjoy it. The vow was not for him, but he heard the vow. He heard the promise. Just because he was close to the man of God, he got to get involved in something that he really had no business being involved in. Somebody say, preacher, I, I'm a young man. I, I want to get involved in the things of God. Then find you a good old man of God who's already involved in the things of God and sidle up to him and become a servant. Now, let me, that was my introduction. Let me say three things about him and I'll be done. You say, well, preacher, I, I want to be used of God. I'm a young preacher. I, I, I'm a young Christian. I, I want to be used of God. Well, I want you to notice three things that I think are evident in our text about this young man. The first thing I notice is he can take instruction. Now watch what it said. The Bible said, And Abraham ran, verse 7, under the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. So apparently Abraham had given this young man instruction about how to dress this calf, or how to dress this meat, how to take this young 
tender calf and dress it when company came. And apparently he had paid attention. I'm going to tell you, you'll never be used of God if you're not willing nor able to take instruction. Going to have to learn how to listen. Going to have to learn to be obedient. Going to have to learn to serve and to take instruction. But there's something even more important in this taking instruction. Would you look in verse 6? And Abraham hastened. You see that? Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah. And say, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal needed. Make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man. Now watch this. And he, this young man, hasted to dress it. You know what this young man did? He not only took the instruction, but he caught the spirit behind the instruction. He saw the burden in Abraham. He saw him hastening. He saw the importance of it. And he captured not just the cold, hard instruction, but he captured the heart that was behind the instruction and the spirit of it. And because Abraham hastened, he hastened. What Abraham thought was important became important to this young man. I was at the Greer camp meeting. Brother Kelly would get up. He wasn't even preaching. He just moderating. He'd get up and say something from God. I'd been out pulling weeds, cutting grass, crawling up on the roof and fixing the roof, digging footers for the new building. But at nighttime, after everybody had gone home, I'd go out under that tabernacle in that sawdust. I'd walk around in that sawdust with my hands in the air and say, oh God, give me some of the spirit of Preacher Billy Kelly. Oh God, give me some of the heart that the man of God has. I wanted more than to just learn the how-tos. I wanted to know the why. I wanted to know the heart and the spirit that was behind it. If our young men could just catch the spirit that is behind the work of God. It would make a difference. He took instruction. Here's the second thing about him. He had initiative. Verse number seven. And Abraham ran unto the herd, fetched a calf tender and good, gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. But watch verse eight. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed. I see where Abraham gave him the calf. So he must have had instruction to dress the calf. I don't read where anybody said anything about butter and milk. But you know what he did? He went above and beyond. He did more than he was commanded to do. You ever want to be used of God? You're going to have to do more than what you're commanded to do. You're going to have to go above and beyond. The Bible tells us in Luke, which of you having a servant plowing or feeding with cattle will send him by and by when he's come 
come from the field, go and sit down to rest, and will not rather say unto him, make ready, ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself and serve me, till I have eaten and drunk it, and afterward thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant? Because he did the things that were commanded him. I trow not. So likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded, you say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. I'm going to tell you this thing is serving Christ. It's not a matter of doing just enough to get by. It's a matter of going above and beyond. That's what he did for us. Exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. How can we do any less for him? Here's the last thing. He took instruction. He had initiative. He showed intelligence. Now I've been teasing you a little bit. I've been facetious that young people are dumb. I've said it several times. And I know you're not. You just act like it. you are sometimes. But watch what it says in verse 8. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. Now watch this. And he, still talking about the young man, he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. So Abraham and the Lord and the angels are sitting around having that meal we heard about today in that wonderful message. What is that young man doing? He's not saying, hey, where's my plate? Hey, where's my seat? Hey, how come I didn't get to sit at the table? Hey, you fellows are talking. Would you listen to me for a minute? Hey, I heard this the other day. Hey, I thought this the other night. You know what he's doing? He's standing off the side with a towel over his arm, listening to everything they say and waiting for somebody to say, we need this or we need that. You, listen to me. You know why? Listen, you know why he's not sitting down to eat? Because it's not his turn to eat. He's waiting on his turn. Hey, can I tell you something, young preachers? Hang on. You'll get your turn. You'll get your turn. Can I use a, I'll use a personal illustration, another one. I'd go down the Greer Camp meeting. I'd go a week early. I'd pull the weeds off the fence. Brother Kelly, he had the time of his life laughing at me because I'm not too good with heights. And he set a ladder up and set me up on top of that tabernacle to work on that ceiling and la or that roof and laughed at me all the way up, all the time I was up there and all the way down. Because I was holding on for dear life. And I, I went up there and then had to build a house, an addition on the house where Miss Smith lived. I dug out the, foot, the footing. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I'm trying to get done here, but, 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 but uh, Pappy Burns, that's what I always called him, Pappy Burns. He was 80 years old at that time. He was doing the measure and I was doing the digging. And so we had stretched a board across there and he would measure down from that board. There were stakes and a one by four. And so I'm digging and I dug it out. He measured, says it's not quite deep enough. So it needs to go deeper. So I dug it deeper. 
So I dug it deeper and he measured it. And I looked over at him, he's scratching his head. I said, what's the matter, Pappy? He said, it's too deep. I said, what do you mean it's too deep? He said, it's too deep. It's about four inches too deep. I said, okay. So I filled it back in. He measured again. I looked over at him, he's going. I said, what's the matter, Pappy? He said, it's too shallow. I said, what do you mean it's too shallow? He said, it's four inches too shallow. Now I'm slow. And I've already told you I'm not good at math. But if it was four inches deep, too deep one time, four inches too shallow the other time, the thing that is the theme of this is four inches. And we had a one by four. So the next time I watched him, and here's what happened. One time he's measuring from the top of the one by four. And the other time he's measuring from the bottom of the one by four. We finally got it figured out. But I dug that footing. I mowed the lawn. When we had the hams that we, that we barbecued, I went and drove and picked up the hams and picked up the turkeys. We had an old, you know what a redneck trailer is? It's a trailer made out of a trick, uh, pickup truck bed. We had a redneck ta- trailer full of garbage. You know, stinky, smelly garbage been laying around that camp all year. And we filled up that trailer. And I took that trailer down to the, uh, let's see, what was it called? The transfer station. We called it a dump where I grew up. Did you know a transfer station smells just like a dump? Looks just like a dump. Full of garbage like a dump. But I took it down and I emptied it. So I've been cutting the grass. I've been working on the roof. I've been digging out. I've been digging out the trench. You say, preacher, why were you doing all that? Because it's my turn to do that. You know what I'm doing now? I'm preaching the Greer Camp meeting. You know why some young men will never be used to God? Because you think all God ever wants you to do is preach. He didn't, you didn't think he wants you to dig a ditch. You didn't think he wanted you to pull weeds. You didn't think he wanted you to mow the lawn. You didn't think he wanted you to haul trash. And that's why you'll never get past any of that. But this young man standing, he's standing over there watching them eat because he knows something. It ain't my turn yet. But I'm going to promise you, that's what Brother Kelly, I can't tell you how many times he said it. He said, pay your dues. Pay your dues, pay your dues. God will use you along the way sometime. Now look at me. I'm nobody and I'm nothing. I know that, but by the grace of God, I'm just telling you, I have opportunities to do things that I never dreamed I've had opportunities to do because somewhere back there, the Lord helped me to see that there were other things that I had to do first and I had to pay my due and I had to be faithful along the way. And as I was faithful along the way, then God began to bless me. I'm just saying to you, here is a young man. We don't know much about him, but think about what he got in on. He got to see the Lord show up that day at Abraham's house. He got to listen to everything they said around that table. He got to hear all those promises that were made. I can imagine him going out and saying to somebody, man, you should have seen what I saw today. You should have heard what I heard today. Uh, You should have been where I would been. And you know why he was there? Because he's willing to be a servant and be in the place he's supposed to be. We need some young men like this young man. If you're here tonight and a young man 
and you want to be used of God, won't you be like this young man? Won't you hook yourself up with somebody that knows God? You stay as close to them as you can and try and catch their spirit and catch their heart and look for God and listen to them and say, I'm going to wait my turn. I'm going to do what I have, what I have uh, opportunity to do and I'm just going to do it and I'm going to do the best I can at it and I'm going to serve and I'm going to do what I can with every opportunity until God uh, puts me where he wants me. It'll be your turn one of these days and you'll be glad. If you were a young man like this young man, let's stand to our feet a moment. We're standing and our brother's going to sing. This don't apply just to young men. It applies to young ladies that want to be used of God. It applies to grown men who want to be used of God. It really applies to all of us if we want to be used of God. Let's be like this young man tonight. While our brother sings, you obey the Lord. Thank you. 